Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, Lubbock Sports Medicine, a team of uh, doctors that take care, orthopedic surgeons and doctors. And I hate to say surgeons because they think you want to cut everything open all the time. They don't. They, if that's what's needed, Last that's what they'll do. But they're going to try to get you well, uh, and they, they'll work with you and talk to you and help you, and they take care of Texas Tech and our high school. They've taken care of literally every person in my family yeah. has had something. They I've look. got a, a cadaver Achilles from Lubbock Sports Med. Yeah, somebody, Every my somebody donated has it. had a, a positive experience at Lubbock Sports Med. Oh, it's a great place. Great team of doctors. You'll love it. And uh, go to LubbockSportsMed.com, LubbockSportsMed.com, and you can see all the doctors that are there. And also uh, Mighty Wash. Boy, they're doing – they were at the luncheon on Thursday, the high school football luncheon that I do. Mm-hmm. They were the sponsor, uh, game sponsor. They're just mm-hmm. supporting our community. And that's what you get when you have a locally owned company like Mighty Wash. I they're mm-hmm. locally owned right here, and they uh, they're the Texas Tech Car Wash, and and of course big in Lubbock, and six locations in Lubbock, and they're all over the Permian Basin in eastern New Mexico as well. That's Mighty Wash. Mighty Wash. Let me read a text real quick. All right. Because like I said, one of the neat things we get to do on this show is do tributes to folks that deserve tributes. And uh, Jana Lawson Acox sent a text in said, "Mom is doing a happy dance in heaven." Thank y'all so much. Yeah. And that's so anyway, there's that's a, neat. Those are great girls. At, uh, yeah, Liz and Jana. Yeah, Liz. There were Liz was was she a year ahead of you, a year behind? No, me. she's in my class. She was. Oh yeah, yeah. seventy three. Dated Dwayne. Married Dwayne. Married Dwayne Clanton, and he yeah. passed away. Mm-hmm. A good friend of ours. Yeah. So anyway, their yeah. service is starting here shortly. Yeah. All right. All Ray right. Hayward is here, Texas Tech uh, special assistant to the head coach Tim Tadlock, and. Uh, a miracle, a walking miracle. Yeah. And I, you, you played in the big leagues. <coughs> Padres, right? Yes. Anybody and else? Rangers. Yeah. Oh, and the Rangers. And the Rangers. Did y'all win yeah. the World Series when you were there? Uh, I can we answer were second that. after the first half. <laughs> after the first half. I can half. answer and this for last you. the second half. Padres are one of the only – there's only like five teams now – the Rangers and Padres were two of the like five or six teams that had not won a World Series. That's who Ray played with. So I could answer that question for you, yeah. unless he played on this year's Texas Rangers. Yeah, were you, he, he weren't there, were you? I, I didn't make it. No. Yeah. <laughs> didn't make the cut. Didn't make it. You ever feel like I could still play? I think everybody did. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> it's a I've, funny I've commercial. Told that's I've told Ray this. My yeah. last at bat was at alumni game out there at Tech, and I, I grounded out. Play the darn second baseman out in shallow right, you know, <laughs> and I can't run anymore. So he feels it in shallow right and throws me up. But I want one more at bat. I don't want to go out grounding out to shallow right field. Yeah. So, but I don't think I'm gonna get it. Yeah. I'm gonna have to find a place to get me an at bat. <laughs> and my mind has changed a little bit since this little episode I had. Yeah. So it's it's kind of dropped brought me down a little bit as far as ego and yeah and all that stuff. Well, I made my last shot. Did you? And my last free throw. Uh, I can't even remember. I'm so long <laughs> ago now. But, uh, <coughs> yeah, those were, uh, you know, we were talking about the Rangers. And, and uh, there was an article online that I read about the Christian influence of uh, the left 
outfielder. Is it Carter? Um, whatever his name is. Last name is Carter. Evan yeah, Carter. Evan Carter. Evan Carter. Yeah, it just yeah. came to me. And uh, and Josh Young have had on this team. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, you know they've got this shirt out. Uh, Evan Carter does. It says Jesus won. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, uh, I think a lot of people are buying it. And and uh, just an amazing. What could you believe? What happened with the Rangers and how it happened? It's it, yeah, it's unbelievable. But uh, you know, knowing Josh and then uh, the, the guys around him and how they bonded um, and how they worked together all year and just kept at it. I, yeah, it's and then also Bruce Bochy was a catcher of mine. I threw to uh, Bruce. Are for you a while. kidding me? And uh, how about that? So I know Bruce and and the, I know the type of guy he is and and smart. You know those catchers seem like always the great best managers or catchers or shortstops. Yeah. Seems like you know. Yeah. And, uh, well, so, they have to think more than the rest of us. Yeah. So uh, so no, yeah, I was I was all in on the Rangers with Josh and. And Bruce and have you talked to Bruce? I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I told Josh. Let's call him. You got his number? I don't have it. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on now. I, I'm gonna get it with Josh. I maybe see yeah. what happens. And let's but, get him on the phone. Let's get him on the show sometime. Oh, that'd be good if we could. We, yeah. you know, we had a guy that was gonna help us get Dusty Baker on. I can't remember who that was. And uh, one Scott Cam, but one of the guys knows it was a it was a scout for pro baseball. Was it Nethery? Nethery. Scott Nethery. Yeah. That's who it you was. You probably know Nethery. Yeah. 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 He was yeah. going to get us Dusty Baker last year. We never got yeah. that done. But well, I never. I can't promise that stuff anymore. Oh, no, you mean, can't. I'm so far out that uh, I know people, but it's been a, it's been a while since I've visited with someone. <laughs> you call them? They're around. going who? Yeah, they're going. Yeah, Ray. Ray. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. You got to yeah. keep throwing those curveballs in the dirt. That's right. I <laughs> had to keep blocking. Them. But no, he's. Uh, How hard did you throw when you were pitching? You know, I, I. I Probably up to ninety three or four. Oh, that's good. Probably pitched at ninety to ninety two, and uh, but my pitch, my my, what got me where I was was my curveball. I had a curveball that was, uh, yeah. Bradley Atkins was. Is it teachable? Have you been able to pass that? You know, I, I held. Your... I think I had one of those knuckle curves, and some guys throw it really well and have a feel for it. Other guys don't have a clue. It slips out. They can't grip it. Uh, but it was something I threw when I was, gosh, I was 10 years old. And you threw a I, knuckle curve when you were 10? I, I threw it. I didn't throw it a lot because my oh. dad wouldn't let me. But if I was in a situation <laughs> in a game, I need to get somebody out. He'd be, over going, he'd be over there going, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, <laughs> throw. We got to get out of this inning. And so I did the same thing in college. I was I was pitching a game, and um, I, don't even, I don't remember who we were playing, but I, I was this last inning, and I was pitching, and, uh, yeah, I was starting to get a little tired and, and had some guys on. And you know, I think we we're up, I don't know, 2 1 or something. You can, you can see Dad up there going, <laughs> Well, I, the, the, our pitching coach comes out says, How you feeling? I said, I'm, I'm fine. Of course, I'm looking down and going, There better not be anybody in the bullpen. And there wasn't. And he said, How you feeling? I said, Well, I'm, I'm doing good. He said, You tired? I said, No. You know, it's, you're always going to say no. He said, well, I'll tell you what, let's throw three curveballs and go home. I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's throw so three I threw curveballs three and we went home. <laughs> so, That's good coaching. And I, think it was, I think it was uh, bases were loaded, and I think we're up by run and two outs. And he said, let's, let's not mess around with this guy. Let's just get, get him out and let's go home. Yeah. Well, so I let's... literally, uh, this is my pitching, Ray, which is one-third of an inning in the Cal League. Mm -hmm. I had the best changeup I've ever seen. 
really was. It was yeah. just fastball. I just didn't have anything to change off of. But <laughs> right, yeah. It was a yeah. palm ball. Yeah. Palm ball. And I'll you know what? I'll teach you to. I watched that. Pass it along to the kids. They've done some really cool stuff on TV now when you're watching. When they put that screen up there and they show the different pitches and where yeah. they are, and I love that. Yeah. I mean, it gives neat. people an idea yeah. of really what you're dealing I with. I thought the telecast and, and, and showing the pitches yeah. and the umpires and the, and the base cam and stuff oh, where they're sliding excellent. in and how close plays really are and all that. And then I've got a question on that here in a second. Well, I'll just ask you right now. Those gloves, those sliding gloves, mm-hmm. yep. is there like an extra inch on the end of them? Because it seems to me like <laughs> There's that's... There's padding in there. They, they just don't want to... <laughs> it seems to me like that's... Yeah, you get there early? Yeah. Put you a glove yeah, on. They, they make yeah, the bases bigger. <laughs> they make the bases bigger, and then they make the gloves longer. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that one guy that had it out there way out there, about seven, eight inches. Yeah, that's why, what I'd do. Why would yeah. you do that? Yeah. Heck yeah. I never thought of that, but that's a pretty good. But idea. I thought you're diving in a second, and you got that extra inch or two or three, and there's Sometimes so many. Sometimes that's years. all it is. You're, so many you know as well as I do. You and I didn't ever have to worry about that. So, <laughs> wasn't worried about stealing bags. <laughs> well, I never dove. The only time I ever dove was against A&M, and as I hung a spike and I tripped and I hit my head on first base and just darn near knocked myself out. And I jog in. They said, "Hey, good hustle, good hustle." And I said, "Okay, if you want to call it hustle." Uh, that's the only spastic. time I ever dove into a base is when I hung a spike and just planted. Accidentally did and it. And planted. I just wanted to, you know, I, I appreciated my, my digits. Yeah. yeah. Well, I stole one base in college. So You did? In, th- in three years. a great yeah. memory. One base. And I don't even remember it. It just says stolen base one. Oh, okay. I don't remember so it. I don't even remember it. Apparently, I, I did I got it. one somewhere. So. Well, I, that uh, the series was just, you know, what they did with the Astros and, and uh, then uh, – all the way through. Well, they were under 500 on the road in the season. Under yeah. 500, and then they went, what was it? 11 in a row. 11 yeah. in a row on the road. That's and then, amazing. And you know, it, it's funny. If you look at any playoff situation, whether it's Major League Baseball, College Baseball, what have you, a lot of times the best teams don't win. I mean, as far as yeah. through the season. Yeah. And they get hot, they start gelling, and things come together, and, and that's how you get uh, teams in the in the, ba- in the College World Series. Uh, they yeah. win it sometimes. No, that's right. Where did this team come from, you know? And, yeah. and so uh, that's how it works. Whoever gets hot the latest and gets rolling, and that's the that's. I mean, think about Texas Rangers pitching. What, what they're at the end. Oh, their the uh, bullpen was, was phenomenal. And let me well, ask you and about a bullpen that was the weak part of the yeah, team mm-hmm. most of the that's year. That's what everybody was talking yeah. about. This they can't win because of the bullpen. What about Chapman? Did you get nervous every time they? I was scared to death when they brought him in. He just every throws time. It yeah, all he, over he's, everywhere. Yeah, he's just one of those guys that. You when he walks out there, you just you've got your fingers crossed, your legs crossed, and he throws everything hard. else crossed, and you're thinking, please, just get it over the plate. And, yeah, and when he does, it's great. Yeah, and when he doesn't, then that's when the ulcers. Would you, would you fix his delivery? What's that hesitation he does? Yeah, you can't. You, at his <laughs> age, you're not going to. You're not going to change. Yeah. and he's not going to change it. I mean, no. He does what he does. Well, here's the deal about a Chapman. In the old days, you could put him in, and if he's all over the place, you could take him right back out. Yeah. yeah. Now you got to face three batters. Yeah. Do you like that rule? Makes it tough. Well, sometimes. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes I wish they, they didn't have it. But. I'll tell you what, it, it really helps the speed of the game, though. It no, does. Because what does. they would do, and Tim, Tim did this. Y'all did this a lot. You and Tim would – Left-hander comes up, you throw the left-hander. Okay, now bring in the right-hander. Yeah. He faces one guy. Okay, now bring in the left-hander. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you've been sitting there for 20 minutes, and you've seen three outs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I just think it's good for baseball. Yeah. A lot of this new the pitch good. clock yeah. and all, I think they're adjusting really to good. it now. And, and uh, Yeah, I don't have any problem. Don't let the hitters stand out there. Because the guy we're talking there. about today, Josh Young, was the world's worst about he'd step out, 
talk to his bat. Yeah. And, you know, I've got some pretty good seats there where I can talk to these kids. <laughs> I go, get in there and hit. <laughs> Your bat is Your bat has nothing to say. He's get trying in there to and hit. Commits his bat. When Josh was talking to his bat a lot of times, I was up there by Gary. <laughs> We're right there, and, and uh, he'd say, What's he saying? <laughs> What's he saying? And I go, I have no idea. And probably you still more don't important, do I still don't Probably know. more important yeah. is why is he saying it? Yeah. Just get in there and hit. It's just because he's superstitious. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah there's right. the reason. Were you I, superstitious? Nobody's superstitious. Is there superstition in baseball? <laughs> well, I have no idea. Gosh, I've never. No, I'll be honest with you. I always thought I never was superstitious. In fact, I would, if I got a hit with one bat, I'd use a different one the next time or a helmet or uh say so that's just the way i was we used to say but, but the thing was is is i found out maybe that was a superstition yeah, yeah. that's right i don't know but you can't I, get away from it it's like i'm not gonna do it you know yeah i'm gonna change i'm changing this helmet because you know you used to didn't we didn't have our own helmets and no, our own Lord, bats no. and we had a bag full of bats and a bag full of helmets and you, you shared you shared. well you we're just, all old enough do you remember when you when you'd get to first base with your helmet on yeah. they gave you these little base running helmets <laughs> the little yeah. ear deals, the ear deals. <laughs> i hadn't seen one of those in no they don't make those years. anymore <laughs> well what about what about when the guys are on base you got two or three guys on base and they've got you they both got your helmet size that's it that happened yeah oh yeah call yeah. time out and go switch helmets or <laughs> or you just put your baseball hat underneath the helmet yeah yeah made get a fit. big one and put your yeah. hat on just put it on so, so those were the these days. kids nowadays have no clue what no. oh lord how, how neat, neat oh these is. little these little uh machine pitch kids have their own bat bag with their name on their name yeah. on the dress. i never played in my life yeah i did in hawaii but uh with my name on my back yeah. my son taylor played all the way through tech Never had his name on his back. These little six-year-olds got their oh, name. I know. And they got two or three bats in two their bag. Two or three bats. Got a bat bag. Got $250 shoes. $250 bats in those bat bags. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, so it's, it's, a, it's a different deal at the, at the young youth level, put it that way. All right. You have texted with Josh Young. Yeah. Then yep. he and I asked, I asked Gray. I said, "Did he text you back?" He goes, "Cause you know he's getting thousands of texts, and he he did, didn't he?" He did, yeah. And I and I and I and I know that, so I didn't want to bother him. I, and so I just text him, "Hey, congratulations! I'm happy for you. Look yeah. forward to seeing you, talk to you." But you're back. not the typical fan. You need to text him. Yeah, you you are an yeah. integral part of his life. Well, and if you don't text him, it's sort of like, "Well, hey, right." What, What's wrong, How Ray? Come you didn't text me. Why didn't Ray yeah, text me? Yeah, but you know, I, I, if you think about it, when you're that involved, yeah. that tuned in to the situation that he was, yeah, I don't want my phone going ding, 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 ding. I don't care if it's the president. I don't want to talk to anybody. I, I wonder if he has. Uh, is Josh married? He's no, not married. No, is he? no. Okay. No. I wonder if he, because I really think Coach McGuire has a, an assistant that does his texts you I do. really do yeah because you don't have time to respond oh, to every text yeah, i sent him a text after he was on our show and he responded or somebody some guy did. did somebody did yeah i thought he should have been more thankful <laughs> more Man. appreciative of yeah. the opportunity that he was, yeah. that he was and, given and josh is one of those guys he's going to answer it yeah. I mean, eventually, if you text him, he's gonna get he's gonna get back to you. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I've got his number. Well, did any I'm of the tech bunch go to a World Series game? Did Tim or? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, we had some of the some of our fans, you know, George Schroeder and some of those guys. I think Snead all went, but we never did make it. No, we, okay. Did yeah. we ever figure out who that was behind home plate every time Josh would come up? Guns up. Yeah. And Ray, I was told who it was, but I didn't Raider know. Raider power. I didn't know them, but they were back there with their guns up every time he'd come up. And... I had a friend of mine that's real 
big in the, in the organization, scouting and stuff. And, you know, he's always said, hey, if you need tickets, feel free to call. You know, I'd be happy to. Da, da, da. So when they got in the World Series, I thought, I'm going to text him. Yeah. Hey, I need 10 tickets for the first World Series. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do it? No, I didn't. Oh, I, come on. I, you know, I was going to, and I thought, no, I can't do that. I talked to somebody at the visitation yesterday for Jody that had uh, Game 7 tickets. And I said, well, what you could have done with those Game 7 tickets, if it had gone to Game 7, you could have sold those things. He goes, yeah, we probably could have sold them and bought season tickets. Yeah. I said, but my yeah. wife wasn't going to go for that. It was $1,000 to sit out in left field. Wow. For, in, for the Game 7? No, for the – Oh, just can the you other. imagine Game 7? No. I, yeah. I, and I would, – would you sell them? I would. No doubt about it. Yeah, I would. I watch it on TV. Depends on – yeah. You know, I'll sit out in the parking I can see lot those good listen to, to the crowd. Exactly. You know, for really? enough money. Yeah. I heard, and we're going to talk to Coach Myers. Meyer, Coach Myers, I called him yesterday. He didn't call me back in, initially, and he called me back later. He said, I've been watching the parade in oh, at Arlington. And he, and I read an article. They said there were five hundred to 700,000 people. Was there any? Oh, we, we've got to go to a break. Were yeah. there any incidents? I don't know. I, I hope, hope not. not. Me too. Okay. All right. Back more with more here. Just a minute. Sports Talk Conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. McGavick, Nissan, and Infinity of Lubbock. Here's another one that's really taking great care of, uh, of our community. Now, this is locally owned and uh, family owned. One of the largest uh, Nissan dealerships in the nation. It's family owned. Uh, Steve McGavick, Brent, uh, Brent McGavick, and doing a tremendous job. Number one in the nation with Nissan trucks. And they're out on Spur 327 and Milwaukee Avenue. Infinity is right there on Spur 327, and Nissan's right there on uh, Milwaukee. And uh, they have a huge selection now. They'd love to see you come out there. Now's a great time to go out and see them at McGavick, Nissan, Infinity. They love them. Thank you for what you do for our community as well. And the Red Raider Club, become a member. Red Raider Club and the uh, – Mav- the Matador Club working you together, bet. raising money to make our ath- give our athletes and teams Money's the very best chance. Money's always been important, but it's never been any more important than it is right now. It is a big deal, and our Red Raider Club's doing a fantastic job. All right, David, did you get this from Fink? I did. All right, so you remember to ask that because yeah. I'll forget. Please and thank you. All righty. We'll get Ronald Ross, and he have evidently answered the phone. Ronald Ross, who was a former Texas Tech basketball player, was a, a no. great player at Hobbs. Yeah. One of the Texas Tech greats. And one of the greats. He really greats. was. And uh, now he's back at Hobbs. Ronald, thank you for joining us on the program today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, and and, and uh, back at Hobbs now and coaching and and uh, but my for the one of the main reasons I want to have you on here was your experiences with Coach Bob Knight. He is a legend. He's an icon and bigger than life. And you you got to experience that. I just have these pictures in my mind of, of other teams shooting a free throw or us shooting a free throw. And every time you ran over to Coach Knight, and he had words of wisdom for you, didn't he? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I got a lot of wisdom from uh, Coach Knight, but I, I embraced every bit of it and loved it all. So you did. It was definitely uh, it was definitely needed for sure. You had a great attitude because he was he was he looked like he was mad at you. Was he was he mad at you? 
Oh, uh, you know, he he might have. Uh, he just, I, I probably just needed a little redirection. In the way he vocalized it was probably different than how others would do it. So uh, I wouldn't say he was mad. He's just like, this is how I set it up. This is how we practice it. And if it wasn't getting done right, he was going to let me know. That's funny. Well, well, do you? I know you don't coach that particular style. Do you see anybody else coaching the style that Coach Knight or the most of those coaches in jail? <laughs> I think, oh man, I, honestly, I've, I've 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 seen a little bit of of everything. Obviously, you don't see it as much uh, today, you know, Coach Knight style. But uh, it's definitely the behind the scenes. You see, uh, it's definitely people have it. You just it's just not as what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just not on the spotlight like Coach Knight would be. Okay. Well, you know, for me, and I, I told him that when they called me about and asked about him, I would have never dreamed. Of course, he, he, I think he got the Indiana job in 1971. And I was playing ball at Monterey basketball. I would have never dreamed oh, wow. at, at that years later that he would be a friend of our show and a friend of ours, the legendary, iconic. I mean, he was just bigger than life to me, and I would have never dreamed that yes, that he would have been. And you probably never dreamed that you would play for him. That you would have the opportunity to play for such a fantastic coach, one of the winningest coaches of all time. No, absolutely, I, I agree with you completely. Uh, he, you know, obviously, uh, like like you said, he's bigger than life. He's just a, he's iconic. Uh, it was just what he means to basketball. He'll, he, you know, he won't never be duplicated. He's not somebody can't do what he's done before and, and or do it the way he did. You know, it was just special his journey and what he brought to the game. And uh, like you said, being in, from Hobbs, you know, especially, you know, me being lucky coming out that senior year and it being his first year at Tech, the stars just kind of aligned. And I couldn't believe when I, you know, actually had the opportunity to uh, come out to Tech, not just to play for Texas Tech, but to play for uh, Coach Knight and uh, have the opportunity I did. So I knew that uh, immediately from early early on and I think that's what helped me to uh just kind of build build uh build my career into what it was and just buying into him and all the knowledge he had to give and uh obviously it paid off you know he knows what he's talking about so I'm I'm definitely thankful and grateful that I listened to everything that he told me or or tried to to my best at least so, <laughs> you look uh, like you were yeah, listening definitely <laughs> Yeah, I, I did. I definitely didn't have. A, I didn't have a choice, but uh, <laughs> I loved every bit of it, man. It was, it was an incredible journey. Well, it was an incredible. Man. A lot of more thin-skinned guys, Ronald, would have left. I mean, did it ever cross your mind that yeah. hey, I don't have to be treated this particular way? I can go a lot of places. Yeah, uh, no, I never crossed my mind. I, I, I came from like a tough love background. You know, my mom was pretty. Uh, she was pretty stern woman and she was very very tough so when I got to coach tonight it wasn't that bad like I'm not he was a tough coach but uh you know my mother was just a, a whole nother she's a special woman in herself so uh coach Knight the thing with him a lot of people uh confuse is that he was he was focused on basketball if he was getting on to you just talking to you however he was saying it you had to listen to what he was uh saying and not how he was saying it you know he was he was locked in on trying to uh, win the game and I, that's really, you know, I just learned to do that, and everything worked out. Well, it was, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I'm so glad he came to Lubbock. Now, I hated to lose Coach Dickey. Coach Dickey was, he did a great job at Texas Tech, and yes, uh, that was part of the process, and that's what happened. And uh, you know, we had the problems with Grayson Averill and grades and some other things, but I just, uh, I, it was amazing that he came to Texas Tech, and uh, was a part of Texas Tech, and and. Uh, I'm so thankful that he did come, and I'm so glad we got to know him because it was an honor to get to meet uh, such a legendary coach. And and uh, actually, we kind of become friends. You know, you, we say we were friends with him. 
we, we weren't ever really sure. We but think. It, we, you know, we think we were. That's our story, and we're just going to stick with it. But uh, yeah, stick to it. Stick yeah, to it. that's what I do. <laughs> All right, tell us about now. We got a text from Mark Finger. He said you brought Shaquille O'Neal into Hobbs. Is that? Are you kidding me? Uh, yes, uh, Shaquille O'Neal is actually in Hobbs. He, uh, you know, the uh, Maddox Foundation out there uh, did a great job bringing him, uh, bringing him in. Got some uh, some events rolling, and uh, I had an opportunity to uh, you know to interview him. We had to spend about an hour together. Uh, did a surprise uh, pop up for the kids at the Boys and Girls Club. There, uh, did an interview. Uh, you know, he donated like 300 shoes and just really had a good time. He was an awesome character. He was. Uh, it was funny. It was really unique. One thing he kept talking about, uh, Shaq was just uh, being locked in on discipline. Like he was just glad he was. He stayed disciplined, and he's, he was thankful he listened to his mom and dad that he listened. So it was really, it was really a cool uh, experience because again, Shaq is one of those iconic figures. Uh, not only to basketball, but just to just just to everything, you know. I'd like to see those boys and girls clubs' <laughs> eyes, not necessarily because it's Shaquille O'Neal, because a lot of them probably hadn't even heard of Shaquille O'Neal, but just the You're sheer exactly size right. of that man. <laughs> just walked in the room, just yes. Oh my gosh! Yes. And he is he is we don't we don't appreciate how big he is, do we, Ronald? He is no, big, he's definitely massive. You're right, he's massive. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a huge human being for sure. <laughs> you weren't a big guy. What are you like six? Two? Yeah, I'm six two. I'm okay. six two. Yeah, in the, in the basketball world, I'm definitely not a, a huge guy, but uh, normally, you know, I'm, I'm solid size weight. And you know, Hobbs, you are, two, aren't you? Six two. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because six two is like the centers in Hobbs. So you know, <laughs> do the kid do the kids remember you in Hobbs? The kids would know what a great player you were. Do they know? Uh, yeah, you know, it's they uh they show a lot of love because a lot of the parents that came up. Like let's say underneath me, or uh, you know, that still live. Oh there, yeah, they kind of remind their ch- children. And then I've always went back and did camps and uh, did uh, things of, of, for charity for the city. Like every year, even when I was playing in Europe, so I've always stayed connected to uh, Hobbs. Just in that sense, just trying to give back. And so uh, not all of them, but a, a, a big majority of people, um, you know, still show a lot of love and you know have an appreciation just kind of for my career. And I'm, I'm definitely grateful for that. We're visiting with uh, Ronald Ross, former Texas Tech basketball player who played for Coach Bob Knight and uh, really was a great player at Texas Tech. Bro, Ronald, you were you were absolutely a phenomenal player at Texas Tech and uh, did a great job. So we need. We're trying to get Coach Myers. He Coach Myers just walked in the studio, and uh, we're going to hook him up. Okay, and because he want to, he okay. want to hear from you too. You, Coach, yeah, absolutely. Coach has got he's got it all. He, of course, he and Bob Knight were really dear friends. But uh, Coach, you'll have to where yeah. that microphone. Yeah, oh, Ronald okay. Ross on Coach. Yeah, you remember Ronald? Oh yeah, Ronald. Ronald is one of those great players from Hobbs. We had. Uh, some really good ones from Hobbs when I was coaching, and uh, Ron, Ron, uh, Ronald came over, and he was uh, he was just a typical Hobbs ego basketball player. He only knew how to play one way, and that was always play hard and play fast. <laughs> the Tasker way. Yeah, the Tasker way. <laughs> Ralph, you played for Ralph Tasker, didn't you? Or was he gone by then? No, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, I missed him uh, just one year. The year oh. he retired was the year I got to high school, so I'm. I miss him, but he brought me up growing up because we had a, a traditional summer league there that we played that went on for about fifty years, and uh, <laughs> he brought me up just from all the way from fourth grade. That's awesome. Is Hobbs basketball yeah, so still? It's on, still on good, level? but no, it's not as it's not as good as it was back in the day. But 
it's still pretty That's good. Correct. I saw where they won their football game yeah. against Clovis yesterday, so I thought That's they might big. have some athletes. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of changed the dynamic of the city. Got a lot of uh, you know the Oilville people. A lot of people moved moved away. A lot of different people moved in. So it's definitely different than what it was. It's different people, say, 20, 30, 40, shorter people. Those yeah, different, different people, people can't play basketball. <laughs> they, 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 yeah, they. Uh, it, uh, there's like a little truth to that, but there's uh there's, there's different people. But I just it's just an a an a. I don't know. I just got to get the culture running again, and that's something I'm trying to help back since I got back there. Just kind of rebuild that culture where basketball is a lifestyle. A lot of people treat basketball like it's a season. Hey, it's basketball season. Let me start training. Went back and traditionally, Hobbs, uh, he's Hobbs. Basketball plays in general. It's a lifestyle. So, so Ronald, you're back in Hobbs now? Yes, sir. I moved uh, from uh, moved back from Dallas. Uh, I was going to you know, talk to my wife. Uh, I'm going to go the coaching route. And since I was there, uh, initially going to help out with the Eagles this year, and then uh, plan on seeing what's next in the in the coaching world for me here in the uh, near future. Okay, well, you'd be a great coach. Yes, I was kind of, I, I hate to see you drop out of coaching and go yeah. into business. He because... wandered into the real world for a while. That real <laughs> yeah. world ain't all what it's cracked up to be, is it, Ronald? Well, uh, yeah, it's not. It, I just got a little bored. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> and coaching filled my cup. You know, yeah. the business. <laughs> All of that was good. It's fun. I love it. But I really just have a true passion for basketball. And, you know, that's that's something I want to do till I'm good. 75, 80 years old. Yeah. Possible. You're, You're doing, doing what you, doing need what you to ought be. to do. Because you'll help kids. You'll help these young people. You'll you'll be a great coach. Uh, well, um, Ronald, do they still have that summer league program they had under Ralph? That, that was a legendary uh, summer league program. Boy, it was just like another season. You know, he started yes, out with they, young uh, young boys, five or six years old in the morning, all the way up through the college players at night. It was an amazing program. Yes, sir. They, they still they still have it, and uh, just yeah, they still have it for sure. It's still rolling right now. All right, when you think of Coach Knight, because that's sort of what we're talking about here—a tribute to Coach Knight. When people say, "Hey, Coach Knight," what's your favorite story that you tell when they ask about Coach Knight? Um. My favorite story with uh, one of my favorite stories, I got a few, but uh, one of my favorite stories with Coach Knight is, uh, you know, one time I was in class, I had a test, I believe, I forget what class it was, but anyways, I'm all the way across the campus at Texas Tech, and uh, one of my managers pop up right before class starts, and he's like, hey, Coach, uh, Coach needs you right now, and I was sitting there, and I, <clears throat> I didn't know, I was like, Coach needs me, I'm in class, does he not, like, you know, I'm thinking in my head, does he not know that I'm in class, and the professor looks at me. He's like, "Oh yeah, you better go ahead and go." So <laughs> oh, Coach Knight needs you. <laughs> yeah, so I pack up my things. I don't know what's going on. I'm asking the manager. I'm like, "Is something happening?" I'm thinking, "Is could something be wrong with uh, you know my family or something?" Like, what's the emergency? Because he had never done that. So I'm uh, long get, get, working my way across campus. Get to campus. We get to the main uh, the main office upstairs in the USA back when it was there. And I'm, you know, I asked the secretary, I was like, hey, uh, is Coach Knight here? Is everything okay? He's like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, he's downstairs. He's waiting for you downstairs. So, you know, all, I got this big buildup. My anxiety's high. I'm like, this is kind of a little different than usual. I get, uh, I, I get downstairs, go into the coaching office. He's got some, uh, some film steered. He's got some film ready, but he's in the bathroom. And I'm like, Coach, he's like, I'll be there in a minute. So, he comes out. I'm, uh, he comes out. I was like, yes, Coach. And then he's like, come watch this. And it was literally, it was literally one clip. 
It was one clip. He's like, you got to hit this guy coming off the screen right here. Right here. And I was like, and that was it. He that got was you out of class. And it was like, it was, yeah, I, I didn't know what was going on. I, and I, I don't think he was thinking about me being in class because I did have a flexible schedule. Yeah. But at the time, it was just like, I was like, oh, that's it. You got to make sure you make that pass on time and make sure you use your pass fake. And it was like, I was just, yes, sir. Yes, well, he was a big go to class guy, oh, though. Yeah, huh? Yeah, he was a big go to class guy. Yeah, he was. And I love that about him. You know, we sat in the front, we introduced ourselves as teachers, no hats and. Yeah, he. Uh, we definitely uh, made sure class was a top priority for sure. He, that's a, that is a, that is a great story. <laughs> you think thinking yeah, my funny, family's died was, or something? All right, you said you've got I, several. I don't know what's going on? It was a big buildup, and I just had no idea. They pulled me out of class, and it was like a, I was rushing over there, sweating a little bit, and it was just it was like just make sure you get, you say, get ready for practice. <laughs> this guy right off. That was it. <clears throat> all right, what's another but, story? Uh, yeah. Uh, another great story. I mean, one thing I kind of like, too, is not so much of a story, but a really cool thing about uh, Coach Knight that I love when I was under him, we'd have these road trips, and he'd always have a book, you know, whether it's a book on Pat Riley, uh, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, you know, uh, Maxwell. He just had so many different books he'd give me. He'd put them on my chair in, uh, in the locker room, and he'd uh, make me sit next to him on the road trips, and he'd quiz me over them, <laughs> like, what you learn from that, what you get from this. And, uh, you know, I actually, I, at the time, I was just like, all right, I, I better make sure I get this book read because I know he's going to ask and he doesn't forget anything. And uh, But it really it kind of molded me and really built me, built me and kind of opened me up to a new world, just kind of diving into them books and him you know, making me more knowledgeable of other things and other yeah. people in their journeys and whatnot. So uh, that's something I, I just absolutely loved about him. He was always teaching, you know, just always in, teaching. A, in different forms for sure. Mm-hmm. All so, right, Coach Myers, you that, got – That's kind of what – Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, we got we're about out of time here, but and I know you got to go. But coach, you ever when things said Ronald? Well, you know Ronald, as I said, he he's one of those great uh, Hobbs Eagles players. Uh, we had uh, Jeff Taylor, Vince Taylor, Steve Smith. Oh uh, man, uh, Kent Williams. We we had a string of them, and uh, anyway, Ronald was, was a great. Up. Great player. One of the greatest. He really was. Ronald, Ronald thank we you appreciate for doing this. you, buddy. This was fun. Yes, sir. Thank, thank you for doing me. it. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Y'all have a great day. You we'll too. Do it, Ronald, Ronald you Ross, too. everybody. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right. We'll, uh, let's go right to it. We got uh, Bubba Jennings. Here yeah. with us, we got Coach Myers. These are legends of Red Raider basketball. Coach, you know, we didn't talk about your playing days at Texas Tech, but you <laughs> used to be really have all these records till Bubba broke all of them. He broke all your records. Well, Bubba, Bubba shot the ball a lot better than I ever did. He's, <laughs> he's one of the best two or three shooters we ever had around here. No doubt. No doubt. Bubba, good to have you on the show today. Can you hear us? He <laughs> doesn't act like he can hear us. <laughs> He can't, Bubba. Can you? He doesn't know he's on. His phone, his phone went dead. Something <laughs> happened. <laughs> this this won't work that good. Can you hear us, Bubba? All right, he's going to answer your call here. We can see him answer your call. Okay. Hey, Bubba. <laughs> we can do it this way, or uh, you have a deal that says volume on there. Uh, can you hear audio, us? A audio, mute. Mute. Let's see. 
I got a deal that says mute. Okay, unmute it. Unmute it. It's it's unmuted. All right, we can you hear us on their TV on your computer? We've been talking uh, to you, and you just been looking. You haven't been listening. Play, play. I can see you. I can see myself on here. Yeah, you won't see us. You won't see us. But you, you oh, can't oh, hear. Can you hear us? I can't hear you. Okay. Hold on. Let me let me turn this up. Okay. That'd be a good at testing. One, two, three. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, that was good. That's better. I'm hoping you're not hearing him through my phone. Yeah, hang up and let's see if he we'll can still. This. We're gonna hang up. Can you hear us now? Yeah, I got okay, you. Good. Okay. All right. Yeah, we were talking about. <laughs> well, we're out of time, Bubba, but we enjoyed <laughs> having you on. Thanks for being on. <laughs> now we were talking about what a great player Coach Myers was back at with the Red Raiders, and he had all these records till you broke them all. Did you feel bad <laughs> about that, Bubba? I don't remember breaking any records. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You were one of the. Hey, Bubba could shoot and handle. The... Bubba yeah. was a really good all-around player. You know. Yeah. I think some of. Some of the teams looked at him and said, well, there's a little yeah. six-foot, five-ten uh, white boy. We'll take advantage of him <laughs> on defense. But uh, I'll tell you what, he could guard those quick kids. He knew how to play defense. Uh, yeah. He was just an all-around good player. He was. He not really a, was. Not a bad guy. You know, the, the thing about it is I had a really good coach that taught me how to do all those things. <laughs> you know, when I came out of high school, we were, we were really, really good offensively. You know, we could score – we could score 100 points a game, but we couldn't guard anybody. And I didn't know, I didn't know anything about defense until I, uh, my freshman year. I, I started learning about defense and continued to learn through my senior year. Oh, you've had, you've had a, quite a career with the coaches you've played for and the coaches that you've worked with. You worked with Billy Clyde Gillespie. You worked with Bob Knight. Those are some unbelievable, and of course, legendary coaching Bob Knight. Uh, um, yeah, I know that means a lot to you. Yeah, I really enjoyed the time I got to spend with Coach Knight. You know, was with him the whole time he was at Tech, and he and I would uh, watch the tapes after the game and after practices, and uh, got to just spend a lot of time with him, learning about basketball, and then I got to spend a lot of time with him off the court as well. As uh, we came very became very good friends and spent a lot of time on the golf course, and so that was uh, that was really fun to spend time with him on the on the golf course. Well, well Bubba was. Uh... Bob really liked Bubba. He he uh, gave Bubba some really high compliments. He said he's one of the best assistants I've ever had, and definitely the best assistant he had here at Tech. Now that included his son, oh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Bub Bubba would stay. Bob would stay after a game. He may stay up there till the wee hours of the morning, looking at that game, and uh, Bubba stayed there with him and sit in there and watch those tapes and studied it with him and uh, I think Bob really appreciated it because after a game if we lost when he went to the press conference Pat and uh, Chris they went out the door <laughs> they didn't want to be around him but Bubba stuck with him and watched him I guess every, every after every game well, what's some of your favorite coach night stories because you're bound to have some good and bad I <laughs> I got about a million of them, you know. When it, when people ask me that, I always my mind goes blank. But one of the uh, one of the stories about Coach Knight is we were out at Lake Ridge playing golf, and um, he had a, we were on number seventeen there on the on the backside, and Coach hit a ball out of bounds over there, and we went over there to get it, and there was a gentleman, an elderly gentleman over there mowing the lawn, and uh, 
he came up to Coach Knight and he said, hey, Coach, is that you? And, and Coach said, yeah. And he said, well, I want to get your autograph. And Coach said, well, go get something to write on. And so the guy came back with a pad and Coach Knight wrote his, put his autograph on there. And then he wrote a phone number on there. And he gave it to the guy and he said, uh, this is my secretary. And anytime you want to come to a game, then then you can come to a game. And so, you know, the guy, the guy became a big fan of ours and came to a lot of games. And uh, that's just the generosity that Coach Knight had, even though he was very frustrated with his golf game. And later on in the game, he ended up breaking a club, got frustrated and <laughs> threw it down and broke it. And, uh, you know, he got upset with himself because he said, I, I'm telling myself I'm not going to get upset and not get so mad about my golf game. And here I do it. And I said, well, Coach, you – You've done one good thing today and one bad thing today. And he said, what did I do good? And I said, well, you made that guy's life by talking to him and getting him, uh, you know, the chance to get tickets to come to our game, you know. So that was just Coach Coach Knight. You know, he did have that fiery personality, explosive, but uh, had a great heart as well. I would agree with you, Bubba. Uh, you know, I, <clears throat> I think that people have a misconception about Coach Knight and uh, who he was. And, and there's no question he had that hard edge and, and tough, and, and he did some things that you would go, I can't believe he did that. But he had that side to him that he was a warm, giving person. And Gary and I saw it here on the show. Well, I was going to say, I really think that, uh, and don't take this wrong, I'm not saying, boy, are we wonderful people here on the show, but I really think, him being on this show, people got to see yeah. a completely different side of Coach Knight that they didn't get to see in the arena or, or out there. And I, I think it changed the perception of Coach Knight to a certain extent. Well, there's no question about it. You know, the guy was very generous, uh, you know, taking care of us. Every year we'd get a bonus, and that that would be a huge bonus. And uh, took care of people. You know, took care of Jesus Arenas and – helped him to uh, become a teacher. He didn't really want to be a teacher, but encouraged him to be a teacher. And now he's a principal over at Slayton. And, uh, you know, just just done a he just did a great job with people and was really very good to people. You know, a lot of people asked me about him. And, you know, he was always the guy that it just it just kind of mattered what had just happened to him as the kind of person uh, the, what the experience you'd get with him, you know, if something good happened, it was going to be really good. If it was something that bad happened, it might be a little explosive, you know? So, but he was his own man, you know, he said and did what he wanted to do. It didn't matter. Uh, it didn't matter what, what was going on. Uh, he was his own man. And I, I respect that tremendously. No question about it. Well, yeah. Uh, he, uh, one of the first times when I was in Bloomington, he invited me to go to, uh, a luncheon, kind of a fundraiser luncheon for the Indiana people. So we went out to the country club where he was going to speak. And there was a guy mowing the lawn and taking care of the grass and uh, flower beds and uh, kind of a maintenance guy. And then there's up in front of the door waiting for him to come in up on the steps, all these uh, big uh, uh, high-powered, uh, probably rich and influential alumni from uh, Indiana. Instead of him going up that step, he went over there and put the put his arm around the maintenance guy and slapped him on the back and told him he's doing a good job. And, How about that? And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he just wasn't a respecter of persons. He, teaches, he, he treated everybody the same, basically, whether he's president of the university or, part, mm -hmm. or whether he's a maintenance guy. 
Well, you talk about luncheons and dinners. Larry Hayes, Coach Hayes, would say that you know they went on sort of the circuit together at the same time. Coach Hayes was the baseball coach. Coach Knight was the basketball coach. They go to these events, and Coach Hayes would say, uh, would tell Coach Knight, "Now this bunch here, Coach, this is a very religious bunch, and we probably need to, to be on our best behavior and all that." He said, inevitably. Coach Knight would be in his worst behavior in front of <laughs> and use his worst language in front of that bunch. <laughs> tell him. So you ain't telling me I, what to do. I think Coach Hayes quit even saying anything to him about it. So <laughs> definitely his own man, no question about that. You know, the the one of the things that really comes to my mind and has for years is, and this is a this is a question for Coach Myers and the question is, uh, you know, Coach Myers was a great, great defensive coach. And uh, just, you know, always taught us the fundamentals of defense and the game plan was always exceptional. And my question is, uh, did Coach Knight learn from Coach Myers or did Coach Myers learn from Coach Knight on the defensive side? Well, I I, I learned more offense uh, from Bob and studied his offense more than any, anything. Uh, I, I learned that defense from Coach George Davidson when he uh, we hired him as our assistant in the mid-70s, and he brought that defensive system to Texas Tech, and uh, it's basically still the same uh, defense that uh, that Beard used and Adams used, and uh, and uh, Grant even uh, uses a, ver- a version of it, but it was George Davidson that was the guy that started that defense. You knew there. him, didn't you, Bubba? You knew Whistle. You knew George. I- you know, he, he left the, the year before I came in. Okay. So I didn't really ever get to know him, but I try to run that same type of defense. I can't run it near as well as uh, all those guys did, but uh, I really try. One of the funny stories is when, uh, you know, when Mark Adams came and, and did such a great job with the defense, uh, I was talking to Chris Level, and they were talking about how Mark Adams brought in this uh, NBA defense and how good it was and everything. And I said, no, I said, that's, that's part of Gerald Myers defense right there. Cause I remember Mark Adams being at our practices all yeah. the time and taking notes and, and figuring <laughs> stuff out. But coach Myers, coach Myers knew that defense very, very well. No, he did. He did. And uh, it's nice of coach to give credit to George Davidson. That's back when I was there and George was a tremendous defensive coach. Is George still coaching or is he? No, he's retired. Okay. I talked to him. I see him. He's doing pretty good though. I think. Yeah. He's retired. Uh, his, his dad had a little, place probably 20 or 30 acres uh, outside of Seaman, Oklahoma and uh, George that's where he lives now on that place uh, got a little lake on it and these boys are up there in Oklahoma one's a sc- in the school business uh, the other one uh, is uh, in some time business but he, I think he's doing yeah, well I think he's doing well Bubba how you doing tell us to tell everybody where you are right I mean where you're coaching and everything you were, at Peaster. you were at Peaster. It did a good job there, by the way. Yeah, I spent three years out at Peaster. I really enjoyed my time out there. They were really big basketball school at the time, at least the first two years I was there. Uh, the, third year, the third year, we uh, had a change in our administration, and in my opinion, things started going the wrong way. And so I ended up leaving there, and I'm at Arlington Baptist University. It's a small school in the National Christian College athletic association we had a lot of success our first year there we end up winning the national championship and then struggled last year back on track this year we actually won a game we 
we play all these guarantee games in the first semester, and we won one the other night. We beat Paul Quinn here by uh, by 16, and so we were really excited about that. And uh, just really, really enjoy coaching. You know, I get the opportunity to go out and coach kids. And going along with that, I get a chance to spend time with my grandson. He's seven years old and he lives with me. And I get to spend time with him. And I get to play golf as well. So <laughs> really enjoy all those things. Well, you're part of the legacy of Gerald Myers and Bob Knight and, and Clovis, the Clovis Wildcats. <laughs> That's quite a legacy, Coach. I was going to tell you one other story about Coach Knight. I've got two of them that are on top of my mind right now. But one of them, we were we were driving over to Roswell to uh, to recruit a kid at New Mexico military, and Coach Knight had me driving. I was driving Karen's Lexus, and uh, we're in between Tatum and Roswell, and those are two lane highways over in New Mexico. And Coach Knight's asleep, and and I'm driving, and kind of slow down a little bit, and he wakes up and. He says, why aren't you passing this guy? And I said, well, there's somebody coming over here, coach. And he said, well, why don't you pass him over here on the right? I said, that's the way he would have done. But, but I, uh, I said, coach, it's, that's illegal in the state of New Mexico. You can't, you can't pass over on the right side. And he said, well, you're one of the greatest players to ever play in this state. Why don't you carry an article in your wallet? And when they pull you over, just show them that, just show them that article. And, I said, well, I've got better than that. And he said, what's that? And I said, I've got you in here. Yeah. He just looked at me and said, that doesn't always work. And went back to sleep. <laughs> that doesn't always work. You traveled around with Coach Knight a lot, didn't well, you? Well, a, a similar story. Uh, we were going over to uh, probably Hobbs, and we went through uh, Ropesville out there. And uh, he he was driving, and, of course, he was driving over the speed limit, and he got pulled over, and the guy came up and looked in there and said, Coach Knight. I said, you're going to have to slow it down a little bit. said, uh, can I have your autograph? <laughs> so, I bet he got a lot of that. I bet yeah. he did. You know, it's 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 amazing. I, I'm convinced that he could fly anywhere around the world into any country and within 10 minutes be in the president's office talking to him. They'd want to see him. You know, I, when he got the job here, we're traveling overseas with him on a Mary Kay trip, and we're in some foreign country. And he's been the coach maybe a year. And uh, I got my Texas Tech cap on. I always repped it everywhere I went. And we're in some foreign country. We're at the airport. And the guy's loading our bag. He loaded my bags on the deal. He looks at my cap. And do you think he said Texas Tech? No, he said Bobby Knight. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Knight. <laughs> That's what it was. It's Bobby Knight. He you is, know, Coach, coach was one of those guys that uh, – you know, he thought anything could be done and anything was possible and he expected it to be done. No matter what it was, you know, there was a way to get it done. And one of the uh, one of the funny stories was he was out uh, hunting. He'd gone hunting somewhere and he'd taken off in his car and then he'd, he'd gone somewhere and flown somewhere. And he called back to the office and, and I answered the phone and he said, I need somebody to go out to the airport and pick up my car. And I said, sure, coach, we'll get we'll get somebody to, to, to do that. We'll get one of our managers out there. And he said, well, it's in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> and so we end up flying a manager up to Denver to get oh his car. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's him, isn't it? <laughs> That's that is him. It's in Denver. <laughs> You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.